0: hello and welcome to the first episode of mind the flat series two a weekly podcast that brings debate to life's most challenging questions i'm chris heffernan and as always i'm joined by my former flatmates and very good friends amy isles hello and tom crowther hello Listeners of Series 1 will notice a bit of a change in our format as we've decided to stop alternating between serious and silly topics and just embrace the silliness. So, new listeners, if you're up for something a little bit more serious, then check out Series 1. Otherwise, here we go with this week's life-changing question. What's the best state of matter? Solid, liquid or gas? But before that, it's time to get in the zone with Chris's quiz of the week our first question this week is at 32 degrees fahrenheit what is h2o
1: steam isn't it
2: i thought 32 degrees fahrenheit was like freezing i think it's a solid that's melting slash freezing point
1: no yes you're right Yes, because it's higher. Yeah, it's
2: significantly higher. I mean, I mean, it's adjusted in two different ways. It's got a, yeah, it's got a proportional difference, and it's also got. A
1: yeah, I went difference. the wrong way. Yeah, okay, I'm going with you. Solid.
0: Correct. Well, well done, Tom. done. Great start. So next. Taking
1: a while to get my brain in gear.
0: <laughs> next, which type of fish communicate by farting? Ah lovely gas question. A. Herring. <laughs> B. Clownfish. C. Carp.
1: He's definitely okay. put clownfish in there as a as a red herring.
2: I think we need to go by what do we think is the smelliest fish just normally. And that's got to be the most logical way we go about this answer. <laughs> I think clownfishes probably smell like flowers.
1: I think so too. They seem quite a fragrant fruit. Fragrant fish.
2: (laughs) Yes, definitely. So it's between herring and carp.
1: I think herrings are quite smelly. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling they smell.
2: Yeah, like the the fermented herring. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah, got to be. I don't know how you got there,
0: but that's the right
1: answer. (laughs) (laughs) Completely on the wrong track. We're doing better than our special episode. (laughs) It is,
0: in fact, that herrings have some of the best hearing of all fish.
1: Interesting.
0: And so they can secrete gas from their rear ends. That creates a sound through the water that other herring can pick up. Excellent stuff. Good work. Right. Next. What type of carbon does Shirley Bassey sing about in a 007 hit?
2: Go on, Amy. Please don't sing it.
0: Oh, come
1: on. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> Diamonds are forever. I can't do Shirley Bassey. I, I saw...
2: As you you said it for the first time, I saw the pain in your eyes as you realised you hadn't sung it. You just couldn't resist.
1: (laughs) I had to think for a second how the tune went. (laughs) It's like, how does that one go?
0: (laughs) So which state of matter are we saying? Oh, state of matter? Oh, we're, we're going solid. Bang on. Very solid. Yep, solid old diamonds. Well done. Next, what is the tallest waterfall in the world called?
1: Ooh. I want to say The one that sprung to mind Immediately for me Was Victoria Falls Don't know yeah, why
2: I don't think it's Niagara Falls
1: I don't think it's Niagara
2: I mean Angel Falls is the only other one I can think of Oh uh, yeah. that's I don't think that's big I think that's spectacular Yeah I think we only know Niagara Falls Because it's in America And Canada And so Yeah You know The more American it is The better I suppose
1: yeah, lots of people have gone over in barrels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Should we say
0: Victoria?
1: Yeah, go on give it a go.
0: Angel Falls, Venezuela. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, That's Tom. so annoying.
1: Uh, well at least we we thought of it. <laughs> it might
0: be beautiful to look at, but it's also very very tall. And our final question. Let's end with another farting question. On yes. average how many times a day do humans fart? A. Oh. Four times. B. Fourteen times. C. Twenty-four times.
1: I reckon it's twenty-four. I swear I saw this on a kids' TV program when I was little. I
0: thought you were gonna
2: say. I thought you were gonna say.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I know what you both thought I was gonna say. <laughs> I know what you thought, but it was when I was little, which could have been last week because I'm also quite short. Sure.
0: So but... did you know what we were going to say?
1: <laughs> you were going to say, I thought you were going to say last week or something along those no, lines.
0: No, I thought you were going to say, I thought it was 24. I, no, I thought, I thought you were going to say, I could swear I fart 24 times a day. <laughs> I thought that's where that's it exactly was going. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs>
1: Chris, how dare you?
2: I love how you went to, we think you're a child, whereas actually we went, <laughs> we think you stink.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you for these positive affirmations here. Really boosting my ego. <laughs> oh.
2: So I, th- I think we're going to go 24 because Amy seems to have the representative sample.
1: Thanks very much. It's 14. Uh, oh. Well, do you know what I think to that?
0: So, now we're in the zone, it's time to debate. The motion before the flat today is, a solid is the best of the three states of matters. We have just the one caveat this week, no reliance on the life-giving properties of any of these matters in your arguments. Understood. Other than that, the rules are the same as always. No swearing, no taking offence, and of course, no pompous points. Like all well-respected debates, we will begin with an affirmative statement from Tom on the advantage of solids.
2: So, solids. Let's have a little think about the sentimental value of them. So, we've got things like gold, we've got silver, we've got, as we had in the quiz, diamonds, which are of course forever. (laughs) But we've also got things like our, our treasured pictures and... Our, our, our wonderful little trinkets that we have about the house. Things that r- really mean things to us. When was the last time that, that you ever felt sentimental towards some liquid or a <laughs> gas? I imagine never. I imagine they probably largely repulse you in many ways. But solids, they are where the sentiment is. You always have that kind of desire to, to keep possessions of, of, of solid objects. You're never clasping around for that family heirloom, for instance. You're you're always looking. <laughs>
1: oh God.
2: <laughs> okay, I might as well just end there because I think that's probably that's that's the best point I'm going to make.
0: <laughs> family heirloom.
1: That, that
2: only just came to me as well. Like I didn't even plan that.
1: <laughs> I bet it's written massively in your notebook, like heirlooms.
2: <laughs> no, can you? You can't see, can you? <laughs> But yeah, so that's that I think that's kind of goes to the heart of it, really, is that solids are our material possessions. And I think that makes us a little bit more human. We we cling on to these things. We really care about them um, in, in a way that you really just can't do about, you know, water's great, but I don't you know, I don't desire it in an emotional way.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a really interesting angle and one I was not anticipating, <laughs> which makes our job quite difficult here. But I think I think you're right. With like air or gases, it's not exactly something you can hold on to. But with liquids, I think they are something quite special. Like a lot of people have, like save presents that are alcohol based, especially like spirits and stuff. If they're handed to you on like a really special occasion, like Chris when I visited your house I've seen like your parents' collection of not that I'm not saying anything about Chris's parents here. Like Hi, <laughs> Catherine and Tony. Be listening. But they they they've kept their was it from their wedding the, the champagne they were given?
0: Yeah, there is endless champagne in our house from various yeah. occasions.
1: And I've noted that and I think that is something really kind of special that they've they've kept as a memento from their wedding day. So I disagree with you on the point that liquids can't be Kind of sent- have sentimental value as well but yeah gases just they can be got rid of <laughs> i'd like to come in here though with
0: solids lovely these things but they break okay and i'm exciting. now heartbroken by the thought of i have this prized possession that's a solid and it breaks it's gone my all my hopes and dreams that rely on this solid can be shattered and then i think well what about all the memories i have of Wandering beside the river, okay? A river, a source of water, okay? And that would <laughs> always be there. I can always return to that river and be reminded of those wonderful things. But that lovely teddy bear that I dropped one day from my pushchair when I was five, okay? It's never been returned to me. That solid has haunted my life for the rest of my life.
1: To play devil's advocate here, though, there is a really beautiful Japanese art form. I can't remember the name for unfortunately I'm gonna have to google it um but it's this art form of mending broken things and they do it I I know especially with like crockery they do it by mixing like glue with like gold powder and they paint it onto like a smashed bowl or something and put it back together and then it's like this really beautiful um artwork on it of where the glue has mended it
2: I think this might be a pompous point. Can we take a point away from Amy, please?
0: Oh. Pompous point for mentioning <laughs> Japanese <No>. art.
1: <gasps> oh, look, I'm just Amy. sorry, I'm just too cultured for this new format.
0: <laughs> you are too cultured for us, Amy. I think <laughs> the best part is that Tom gave out the first negative pompous point.
1: I know. I know. I'm heartbroken. How the tables have turned.
2: Amazing. But also... We said that we're not allowed to talk about the life-giving properties for instance of our solids liquids and gases but i don't think it can be ignored that liquids and gases are so often used as deadly weapons we've got obviously gas chlorine gas and uh, and whatnot and poison venom i mean nature's own killing device of venom how could we possibly ignore these deadly, destructive states of matter?
0: I don't want to point out the obvious here, but I'm gonna <laughs> say it: guns, bombs, swords.
2: Yeah, swords. Yeah, gunpowder,
0: spears. Oh, no. That's solid. Um, <laughs> bows I and arrows. I've dug
2: myself into a bit of a hole here.
0: <laughs> Trebuchets. Tom, not the best Cars. point
2: okay fair enough I'll 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 take that
0: (laughs) (laughs) but certainly I think probably you would find that gases and um, poisons are used probably for a more hurtful form of death in that it's more insidious there's something darker and more planned if you were to poison someone or to gas them it's Mm. it's not as nice I mean no death's nice but it's there's something more it's slightly more sinister, isn't it's it? Sinister. That's the word I'm looking mm. for. It's sinister. Those matters are tied oh, up with those you. sinister things. There you go. I've saved you. Give me you, Tom. a wonderful point there. <laughs> so we've heard some opening points there from Tom on the joys of solids. It's sentimentality and the fact it doesn't kill people in a sinister way as liquids and gases do. <laughs> Strong argument. Amy, I wonder if you could come in with some rebuttals to our motion and really go for why are liquids the best state of the three matters
1: well i think the first thing you think of when you think of liquids are drinks and i'm not going to go down the the life supporting route on on this one as we know that's been banned but for most people as i as i mentioned earlier drinks are kind of related to having a good time not necessarily alcoholic drinks but kind of the taste of drinks and i know i know what you're going to come back with but the taste of food is even better but for a lot of people drinks add that extra element to a meal and there's such a variety out there like you've got your classic alcoholic drinks like a nice wine tom i know you're a bit of a cof- coffee connoisseur like you 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 go out for drinks with friends they're like a social event so i think my i'm going to start my opening point with like the, the greatness of drinks.
2: Greatness of drinks. Okay. Well, you mentioned coffee, for instance. Well, yes. liquids can be quite messy. Uh, they don't have a, you know, a, a fixed shape. And so Indeed. how many times have you spilt your tea or your coffee on something that you really care about? Maybe that has sentimental value, for instance and mm. ruined it because of the messiness uh, uh, of your of your liquid, of your drink. It could be sticky drink like soda. It could be, you know, your coffee or your tea. Even red wine on a carpet. Oh, that oh I'm triggered. A Imagine that.
0: The new cream carpet. <laughs> Chris
1: is shaking. <laughs> red
0: wine all over well, it. Oh.
1: I've thought about the messiness of liquids, Thomas. And I come back to you with that that can be a positive of them because who doesn't love a good water fight like we had a barbecue last night played some played some beer pong another great drink another great liquid and um, and the forfeit at the end of our game was the the loser had to get doused in the water that we were washing the ball in just going to put it out there the ball wasn't that dirty so the water was quite clean And then it just escalated into a bit of a water fight. And you know what? That cleared away all the stickiness that was on the table from the beer. And also, food can also be very messy. And when you're like, unlike with water, when you're throwing it at one another, food is really sticky and it's like big chunks. And when it gets like stuck on a hobble, on a work surface, it goes mouldy. Well, hopefully you clear it up before it goes mouldy. But
2: Are you telling me that you have never dreamt of having a food fight? Water fights are great. But they're so easy. Have you never wanted so much to have a food fight? No. No.
1: What? Mm. Uh, yes, but then as soon as as soon as I have the food fight, I want to get clean. And what do you use to get clean? Liquids. Another great advantage of liquids. They are most often the cleaning products that you use: shower gel, shampoo, water. Of course, let's not forget water is a liquid, and how how necessary and vital is water to not necessarily keeping us alive but our lives in general
0: good dodge okay. there Amy. i'm gonna give you a that point could almost that. Been minus point 10, 10 points there for mentioning the life-giving works of water
1: <laughs> i'd just cool. like to come
0: back to your your water fight you've made it sound like okay. a paradise a hedonistic exploration of the sprays of it water is.
1: it really I'm is
0: i'm terrified of water the thought of someone chucking a bucket full of slightly dirty water from a ball over <laughs> my face triggers me with panic, OK? I can't think of an experience less exciting than having water chucked over me, OK? I think many people are scared <laughs> of water and what a horrible experience you're asking them to go through through for the sake of your debate, Amy.
2: I personally think that, that the fact that throwing water over you makes you terrified is actually a benefit of water. That would be an amazing experience that I would probably pay to watch.
1: Self-defence. If you know someone doesn't (laughs) like water, just threaten to throw a load over their head.
0: Well, don't mess with Amy, everyone. (laughs) Oh no, I'm terrified. (laughs) I feel this is a perfect opportunity to share a story. Okay. This takes me back to Valentine's Day second year oh, of uni okay tom and i witness <laughs> someone throwing up over the doorstep of our flat it goes everywhere tom and i cower behind the stairs so we're not seen like dutiful citizens of earth you're forgetting can... a
1: very important part here chris the person throwing up in the doorway was a rugby player on a social night out Thank which you, is why Amy. you were cowering Far more muscular than me and Tom
0: put together, um, and we come out. We wash away all of the sick with 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 liquid. But I would say also this is a good example of where solids and liquids are disgusting because they produce sick. Um, we <laughs> wash it all away. Amy comes home. Guys, you mean you didn't just get the bucket of water, chuck it over his face, and say you'll clean this up, your big butt of mess? <laughs>
1: Sorry. Where do I come from, Chris?
0: Somewhere up north, Amy.
1: Yorkshire, (laughs) by the sound of things. I'm not even a northerner. I'm from the Midlands.
0: But I think that summed up the difference in our reactions to that situation. Amy is all ready to chuck water over anyone. Tom and I would rather car away and just scrub it up ourselves.
1: I'm so ready. Always ready. I've just got... Some people have a baseball bat under their beds. I've just got a bucket of water. That
0: would be enough to chase me away. Fair enough.
2: I think, Chris, that you... You definitely deserve a point there for the disgusting mix of liquid and uh, solid. Yeah, no one really I mean, likes no it mo- today. No one can
0: dispute that. Thank yeah. you. I slipped that in. Didn't even plan that one. I just slipped in thanks to a cracking story. <laughs> oh.
1: Come on then, Chris. Let's hear your arguments for gas.
0: Gas. Now, you've spoken about <laughs> the sentimentality gas. of solid objects, perhaps the fun one can have in a water fight. But let's bring sentimentality and fun together in the wonderful world of balloons. Okay?
2: I was so hoping you were going to say farts.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say farts, not going to (laughs) lie.
2: I was really building up for a fart joke there.
0: (laughs) Balloons. I love balloons. I can't tell you how excited I was as a child to run downstairs on my birthday and find in the living room A helium Winnie the Pooh balloon with my age on and all my cards and presents underneath. And that balloon was the most exciting. But every year on my birthday, I look forward to receiving a helium balloon. Okay, made possible by the wonders of gas. Okay, but then you can have air filled balloons that you cover your house with for your birthday. But their fun doesn't end there because they're not just decorative. They don't just make you feel like it's your birthday. You can then play with them. You hit them. Who can keep it off the ground? Oh, 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 (laughs) oh. Fun, okay? Endless fun. Just from this air, this ball of air. We hit it up and down. And then, could I take a balloon home to remember this party forever? Of course you can. (laughs) Leave with a sealed part of my air from my lungs. And you can keep that until it deflates.
1: And that was Chris, who still goes to six-year-olds' birthday parties.
2: That was really urging on the pompous point there. I think at the end, (laughs)
1: yeah, it was getting. I do. Do you think Tom? A bit of a.
2: I don't think we can take that because it was ultimately about balloons. I do just have one point though on balloons, which is that especially with helium balloons, they can escape so easily. You, c- mm. you don't have that with with solids. With with a solid, if you get given something sentimental that's solid, or some kind of fun activity that's solid, you don't have to worry every five seconds that it's going to float off into the atmosphere. And what and what, you what do you
1: attach helium <sighs> balloons to? Solids to keep them to keep them grounded. Otherwise, they just, as Tom say, says, float away.
2: If anything, like, helium hates you. It doesn't want you mm. to have fun. It always wants it to wants get to away. Disappear. It's that it exists solely to destroy your fun. You know? And
1: also. Similarly to your point with the fear of water, a lot of people are scared of balloons. I know a, another story for you. My head of sixth form was terrified of balloons. And she she told us, she was also my English teacher. And she told us at one point she had a class of students. And when they left school, she was a bit of a Marmite teacher. You either loved her or you hated her. I thought she was great. But they filled her office with balloons because she, they knew she didn't like them. And she was petrified and like when they pop no no one gives you any warning they just go boom and everyone in that room nearly wets themselves and some more gas is released but it's not nice gas <laughs> so I'm downplaying your argument there
0: <laughs> I can't believe I've not found balloon fans in the room gosh
1: I, I like balloons but a lot of people don't You got it. Like it like a lot of people like water. A lot of people don't.
0: But let's let's go to the next level. Think balloon on a bigger scale. Okay? The world of inflatables. Okay? (laughs) I am terrified of water, but what helps me? A good old inflatable. There I am on holiday with my armbands on. Lovely inflatable. I love that image. (laughs) I can go wherever I like because I can float. I used to have A dolphin, an inflatable dolphin, used to go and ride the seven seas on that.
1: I used to love my dolphin.
0: Exactly. Air, Amy. Air made that dolphin possible. This is true.
2: Okay, I do think then that you deserve a point for inflatables because I don't think anyone can take away from the... You can take away from helium balloons, but the joys of a good old inflatable, Yeah, you you can't get away. That makes, makes swimming pools... You know, point that it gives a point to them. Like, who wants to just Absolutely. swim? You know, you want to do things in that swimming pool.
0: Do you remember the days when you yeah. turn up, or did you ever go to those uh, swimming parties where they had the big inflatable in the pool? And yeah. it was that big. Of down the slide, in and out of it.
1: Yeah, like the the floating obstacle course. Yeah, a
0: floating obstacle course.
1: Oh, we we used to have one of those in like our local swimming pool, and oh, I it was shameful. I think I went right up until the age of like fourteen. Used to love it. Like knocking younger kids out of the way No that wasn't me What?
0: (laughs) You've really crafted a great image for yourself This podcast Amy (laughs) You are just mean
1: (laughs) Am I the mean one? (laughs) Oh no
0: (laughs) But I feel that I should offer you the chance Because I know you're probably all thinking it What's wrong with gas guys?
1: Farts
2: Big old smelly
1: and also, they're often an indication of something's not right with you. Like, you you know when one of them slips out and it does not smell good that I should probably go to the doctor's.
2: Also, it ruins social situations. You know, imagine, yeah. <laughs> imagine the amount of situations that you could be in where, you know, that, that one tiny little escape of gas can ruin the whole thing. job interview, for instance. Absolutely. Imagine being sat in a job interview and there we go, gas ruins the day. It's completely destroyed. And that's the often route. when it
1: strikes, like in the worst times, like stressful situations where you really don't want to let one go. Your stomach will be churning circles, and that will make it even more likely. Like they always appear at the most inopportune moments.
0: I think I'm going to. Uh, fighting against you. I'm going to hand out a point there to Tom because he's made me feel physically uncomfortable at the thought of farting in an interview. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I think I'm going to worry from now. I'd never worried about it before. It never even crossed my mind that I might fart in an interview. Now, I'm never going to stop thinking about it.
2: Just having a thought, though. I mean, at the moment, no face-to-face interviews. You're probably going to be having a Zoom interview. You can hit that mute button, fart all you like, put it back on. You know, the joys of video conferencing.
0: Just got to be careful if you fart face. If the yeah. sound suddenly oh God, goes yeah. off and you go... <laughs> <laughs>
1: You just look like you're wetting yourself, Chris. To be honest, (laughs) (laughs) the relief on your face. (laughs) I
2: I, I wish that you know podcasts could uh, convey the the face that I just saw, (laughs) because it was it was nightmare inducing, quite frankly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just snorted.
0: I think that brings us to a very nice conclusion really Um, I think it is now time to go to our scores on the doors okay it's been a close first debate we have Amy on a solid zero points
1: oh thanks very much we (laughs) have minus
0: one plus one
1: (laughs) we have Tom
0: (laughs) we have Tom on one point but miraculously farts didn't hold me back And on two points, GASES has won the debate for the best of the three states of matter.
1: It's rigged. Chris is giving the points out to himself.
2: What a surprise. The first episode and it all goes in Chris's favour.
1: I think we need to be keeping a close eye on this, Tom. So there you have it. Gas is
0: the best of the three states of matter. Thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with us or tell your friends all about us, then you can either through...
1: Our social media channels on Facebook, we're mindtheflat.podcast. On Instagram, we're at flat underscore podcast. And on Twitter, we are mindtheflat underscore pod.
2: Or you can email us at mindtheflatpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Or visit our website, mindtheflatpodcast.com, where we've got all our episodes from this series and series one. And we'll be back again next week with more debate on another of life's most challenging questions. Until then. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Goodbye.